0: and gentlemen this is according to callus and that is me so it is thursday this would be episode 111 and let's see so i went to go visit a little powwow or a cheer off or a stump speech or whatever you'd like to call it with none other than the senator of texas ted cruz and i gotta say he had his game on he was, uh, sounded good, looking good and put on quite the show and even answered some questions that were posed to him. And he threw lots of red meat out there and was quite impressive. And you know, he really, really dodged saying anything about the governor. He just was very forthright on that. All the problems at the border were clearly the fault of Joe Biden, which, Hey, don't get me wrong. Sleepy Creepy Joe, he's got his problems. One of them is that he's asleep at the switch, apparently, all the time. But where's Greg? In fact, I might have asked that out loud and got no answer because, quite frankly, I didn't want to disrupt the situation. But the question is, where's Greg? He is the governor of the great state of Texas, which is a sovereign state which has authority over its own borders, which could... Oh, I don't know. In turn, the federal agents that are breaking federal law could provide um, backup on the border, could maybe interfere with the Catholic Charities buses that are bringing in illegals by the thousands. But no, no, we do nothing. We turn the other cheek, we turn and look the other way as all the crazy is going on. Now, I honestly don't know that he gave an answer about Afghanistan that could really do Afghanistan justice. So in the uh two minutes that I'm going to give it tonight, this is worthy of its own episode and that may very well come. It boils down to George Bush got us into it. Barack Obama did nothing to fix it. Donald Trump created a pathway out and Joe Biden Basically screwed that all up. So if you want to blame somebody, you can blame all the presidents. But the reality is is somebody's always pushing and pulling what it is they're doing. They're really not in control. So they make good figureheads to get blame and credit. But the reality is, is they don't really have a whole lot to say about what's happening. I mean, just look at Amy Comey Barrett. Everybody seemed surprised and disappointed. But Chris Ann Hall pointed out what was going to happen. And anybody that would have paid real close attention to her would know that she has lacking certain attributes, one of them being the ability to just say no. But, hey, we got what we got. At least one of the three seems pretty decent. And that's about the way that works, doesn't it? We get one out of three, which leaves us with three out of nine. So, again, what to do, what to do. So, I, you know, I'm really kind of flustered. (laughs) I, I, I don't even know where to go with this. I'm just so disappointed with the complete, utter lack of cohesive plan for anything in our country right now I, I mean even texas sweet texas can't seem to figure out what it is we're gonna do i mean are we arresting the the democrats that fled, or are we just gonna let them do whatever they want are we gonna make them come and take part or are we just gonna waste more time you know it would seem to me that you rule them out of order after a certain period of time and you carry on without them they broke quorum vacate the seats come on somebody do something come on greg where are you at it's like car 54 where are you and it's uh greg 54 where are you and then of course there's lieutenant dan the costello to our greg abbott why why do we have to settle for this I mean, I understand, at least in part, how we might end up with a Biden in the White House. But come on! Really, on the worst day that we had Governor Goodhair, was he this weak? This passive? I mean, you could say what you want about Rick Perry, but, I mean, he seemed to at least be a little bit more aggressive about protecting Texas, about standing for Texas. I mean, even... The one tough grandma seemed to be more concerned about sticking up for Texas at times. What's happened? Are we that hard up for good leadership? Are we that hard up for citizen leaders? Are we that hard up for people that value Texas more than their next, hmm, I don't know, retirement plan? The problem is is we're never going to find the solution if we rely on just one guy just one lady to come in and rescue us on their white horse or perhaps black stallion, you know, who am I to choose what kind of horse they're on? But the issue is we're not going to be saved by one individual. I mean, even as good as we might think Ted Cruz is, if he were to magically become the governor of Texas, I'm not real faithful that it would be that much better. I'm not, I'm not willing to, stake my paycheck or my life on the fact that Ted Cruz could fix it. Or for that matter, anybody. You know, we've got Don Huffines. I guess he's the best candidate that we could expect, right? But And that's not slight on Don. I mean, he's putting a lot into this. And I think he's fantastic. I mean, just looking at the people that he has supported in the past, that would be both the Pauls and any number of conservative stalwarts, plus his own track record, which was stellar by any measure in the Texas Senate, and he's got the time and the money to invest. He don't need this job. But he's doing it. Why? Because he thinks Texas is worth it. Where are all these other cats out there that Tell us how great Texas is and what, tell us what they think about Texas. They're doing nothing. They're at home. They're refusing to challenge a sitting governor. But Don Huffines doesn't have that problem. Don Huffines is taking that bull by the horns and going all over the state. The man even went down to the border multiple times and went down to go see it for himself. With no real protection or support you know, it's not like Greg was there with the Rangers and the National Guard. It's just done all fines and maybe a few private security guys. Not like they're going to really stop the cartel if they decide to do something. But, I mean, the guy is all over this. How can you not be inspired by this? How can you not be thrilled to death that we got a guy that's willing to put a pause on his profitable business to come run for governor? But even then... To depend solely on Don Huffines to fix the problems is a mistake. He is a very important tool. He's a very important part of the solution. But we got to do better. We got to give him support in the House. We got to give him support in the Senate. And we got to get a lieutenant governor that's not from New Jersey or Maryland or wherever he's from. Because he's clearly not Texan. And even those of us who are reform Texans, right? Former Yankees we can see how weak he is you don't need a weak sister's lieutenant governor which if you may recall my episode 110 revealed who i think would be the ideal candidate to fill in and go after lieutenant dan but that will probably get its own episode next week we're going to try and keep this one short no more than 15 minutes why because we're all busy we have things going on And just the disarray of all the distractions that are going on, don't forget, we still have an audit that's finishing up in Arizona. We still have audits beginning in Georgia. We still have things going on in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. Until we fix that problem, we're kind of dead in the water. Until we acknowledge that there was some crazy that went on back in November, that far eclipses the crazy that went on in January until we come to grips with the fact that our country is basically under siege by people that have no legitimate authority to be there. Until we come to grips with Texas is a sovereign state, yet we refuse to act like it, and we need to put somebody there that will recognize that and act like it, Don Huff finds, and find somebody to run against Lieutenant Dan and replace him with somebody with some mm, backbone. Not Lieutenant Dan. Until we find a few more solid representatives in the Texas House that will help us get a Speaker of the House that's not a wishy-squishy weakling. I mean, while we're on this topic... I will give credit where credit is due. Apparently, the uh, Phelan uh, speaker did say, hey, well, you got a majority Republicans. You guys ought to be able to do some of the stuff without me having to do it for you. Of course, he did put Democrats in as chairman of certain committees, which makes zero sense whatsoever. But hey, this is this unique power sharing thing that we we just believe that we can go along to get along down in Austin. When I can assure you that when the cards turn and God forbid we get a Democrat majority in the House or the Senate, they're not going to give us the same benefit. They're not going to give us the same credence. They're not going to give one rat's behind. As a matter of fact, I'd be willing to suspect that there are probably 25 so-called Republicans that are currently serving in the House that would easily and gladly flip to Democrat if they thought they could get away with it. If they thought they could keep their seat, they would do it. And what does that say about any values, any principles? Nothing. Unfortunately, the same could be said about many of the platform in uh principles that the Republican Party puts out. If we're not going to hold these people accountable, if we're not going to hold them to the standard that we created for them, then what good are we? We send those same people down there and they routinely reject and ignore what we've sent them down there with marching orders for. We've got two of our eight priorities passed. Where are the other six? Well, you know, we just couldn't get enough support. To what I say to that is, we have... Nearly two-thirds Republicans. Now, yes, a lot of them are squishes. I get it. Make them vote on it. Make them go on record opposing the platform. And then make those guys go home to their districts and run again, claiming to be good conservatives, claiming to be good Republicans when they won't do the work they were sent there to do. Make them do their jobs. That's our job. Now, again, I've said more than one occasion, we really don't have that big of an issue in Collin County. I mean, maybe two of our five are weak sisters, but generally they vote the right way. Generally, they do the right thing when given the opportunity. But I think the problem is, is they don't actually press for that opportunity. They don't actually put forth enough effort. They don't expend enough capital trying to get these things done. They just go along to get along. Perhaps some of them think they're going to move up or get a nice cherry committee assignment. Maybe they're just passing time until they get that nice retirement. Hey, and don't get me wrong. If I could go serve 10 years in the Texas house and get a nice retirement, I would do it too. You should. We should all run for that. A guaranteed retirement. Let me tell you, your pension, unless you are retired now and you've put it in other things, probably ain't going to be worth the paper that it's written on and social security oh yeah you're gonna get that social security but ain't gonna buy you but maybe five percent of what it buys you now but hey you get that government job that government retirement they're gonna take care of their own don't you worry and i don't begrudge them i want that deal i you know what just on principle i had to just say the heck with it and run for texas house find a seat move there and run i mean it's been done before One of those guys is in Congress right now. Well, I'm going to move to where I can win. What's wrong with that? I mean, if you're going to be a good, solid guy and maintain the principles and uphold the platform, you'd be a lot better than 50% of our state reps that have an R after their last name. Heck, we should all do it. Come on. Run. Yeah, they say you need $100,000 or $200,000 to run and win, but... I mean, if you can get $10,000 and run and lose, at least you put the other guy on record, you put the other guy on notice, hey, you aren't doing a good job. We really think we could do better. And this other guy is going to get 35 or 40% of the vote just because we think you're weak. We want you to do a better job. I mean, why is that not a winning idea? Why is that not something worthy of doing? An exploration, if you will, of what we should look forward to in the next year. Primary seasons are coming. Don Huffines, even as governor, can't fix everything. As great as he might be, he can't fix it all. And even if we get my super secret person to run for lieutenant governor and get rid of lieutenant Dan, he can't fix it all either. We have got to send reinforcements to the house. And that's you, the rest of Texas. Get us better candidates. We'll do what we can in Collin County. But really, you guys got to help us out. You got to get us somebody better. Those chumps that we got there that got ours after their name, they're not delivering. And yet we send them back again and again and again. I mean, I, I, I'm i curious. I've got about a minute left and I'm just curious. Tell me why is Tom Craddock still there? They thought so little of him that they kicked him out as the Speaker of the House They've been put three more speakers in after he left, and he just sits there like a bump on a log, coasting. He's already got his retirement. He's already passed whatever legislation he really wanted to pass. Why is he still there? And I don't care how good he is at holding up the principles and the platform. He needs to retire. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Somebody's there forever and a day, and they're not actually performing the job that we sent them there to do. Send them packing. Let them come back home. Find some new blood. We got to do better than this. Texas deserves better. We all deserve to better. We need to lead by example, and that means we got to throw some of these guys out. We need to put in new blood. I would much willing or much I'd be much more willing to invest time and effort in somebody new, and even if they get there in a two to four years, ah man, they're just a disappointment. I would be better off with that than these guys that are here for 20 and 30 years and do nothing but just line their own pockets because that's the only reason they're still there. Call me out if you think I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure if you do the investigation, you'll see I'm not. And that, my friends, is according to Callis for today. This is episode 111. I will see you on the other side.